At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, I'm Jensen Schwetherwell, the founder of Scrum's Elitist, and you're listening to the Agile Uprising Podcast. Hello, welcome to this special edition of the Agile Uprising Podcast. We're recording this episode on the 91st day of the year, so you'll need to do the math. I'll give you a moment there. What it really means is we're 24.93% through 2020, the trilogy, and 274 days left in this year to reach your OKR goals and get that annual bonus. And and if you didn't know already, the check clears on the 74th day of next year, but it's retroactive to the beginning of the year of 2023. So I don't know about you, but it feels like plenty of time to sit around and do some self-organizing, eh? Hey, I'm Andy Clef. And today we're playing, wait, wait, why don't you just tell me? This is an Agile Uprising quiz show where we have our guests just answer the team's question. Jesus, you coaches in death by a thousand powerful questions. Before we get started with the inquiry submitted by you, our listening audience, I'd like you to meet our guest. Regular listeners know our tendency to to screw up the pronunciation of names, so Dude, I'm not even going to attempt pronouncing your name. Who who are you again? Hey, Andy. Yeah, I'm a Jensen Schwetherwell, the founder of Scrum's Allegiance. Jensen Schwetherwell. Did I do right? Did I get it? It's, uh, it's close enough. Schwetherwell. It's kind of a shway, like a swing, 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 and that's the Scrum's Allegiance. Awesome. That's right. You know, our our listeners are. You know, this is a podcast, but we do record on Zoom. I'm noticing your camera's not on. Is there a yeah, reason? super awkward. Um, yeah, I'm really is. into saltwater, saltwater fish, and I was just showing some of my buddies back in Iowa, where you know I grew up, um, some of my new saltwater fish, and I actually dropped my webcam into the aquarium, so uh, I haven't had a chance to r- run out and you know get a new one. Well. Yeah, so that was just uh, just late last night. So I do apologize for that. Oh, bummer. Well, did you find Nemo? It was well, you know. I'll tell you where I'm going. Uh, I, well, I'm going to I'm going to Best Buy to get a to get a new camera. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. So anyway, for for those of our listeners who may be new to Scrum's Allegiance, I want to ask you to share your mission statement. Your raison d'être, as we say here in the U.S. Here, your raison d'être. Tell us more about your org. Yeah, well, uh, we're really trying to meet the needs of the market and what we really find out there in the world with regards to, um, you know, the, the, the agile, the agiles being out there yeah. is um, more and more companies are wanting to do it bigger and bigger companies are wanting to do it. But really, the, uh, the challenge is in the change. And while everybody kind of talks about that, um, we've really dedicated ourselves to helping organizations grow their legitimacy by appearing more agile while kind of avoiding that risk of improvement. 
Oh, that's incredible. That sounds like a really safe approach, right? There's, there's no risk. No, it's, it's a, it's, it's very, it's a, it's very safely yeah. done. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. that. So, you know, KPIs uh, are really important. So how, how are you going to know? What are your metrics of success in this world? KPI. Oh man. Is that how you say it? We've been pronouncing it KPIS this whole time. That's it's really, oh, it's, it's good that you, I'm glad that you, it's, that's my, that's my bad. Well, I might be it's off there. I, I, I'll Google it later. I mean, it's it's great that um, Google gives us pronunciation. Yeah, make sure safe search is on. We've noticed that's a, a problem too. Yeah, KPIS. But but anyway, what what's success look like for Scrum's Allegiance? Yeah, well, actually, we're I would say we're very successful. Um, we're actually the fastest growing Scrum's related network. Uh, and last year, I was proud to say. We are also the largest non-profitable scrums related organization in the world. We were actually down $4 by the end of the year last year. So wow. negative $4 in profit. So uh, I would like to see any other scrums related organization be more non-profitable than that. Well, gauntlet thrown. Yeah. There you go. There's the bar people minus $4 gross income. So did you file taxes on that or or you pay in your share? How does that work? Well, you know, it's uh it's we've not actually registered officially with any taxable entity. You know, I'm down here in Tarpon Springs, Florida today. Oh. And that's pretty close to, you know, relatively close to the Cayman Islands. So yeah, I can't really talk too much about it, how it. it's structured legally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't wanna don't wanna pry there. So so you're you're all over the place. Iowa, Florida. Um, how did you find your way to you know this current this current gig? What was your journey like? Oh, that's a good question. Well, you know, you know, growing up in Iowa, I grew up in Crescent, Iowa. It's a it's a little town, uh, kind of north of Council Bluffs. Uh, most people know where Omaha is, if you know anything about the Midwest. And yeah, that's where the steaks come from, right? It's it's yeah, corn corn fed uh, corn fed beef and Got it. and some and some people. Um, yeah, so you know, it was nice though. Like, um, you know, my mom was a website designer. She was kind of uh, early there. She was started uh, in her her early life, early career is kind of graphics design illustration and got into website design. She always kind of loved technology and pop was a business counselor. Actually, he is a, his, his background is in psychology, but he started specializing in kind of middle management burnouts. And, you know, of course, when you're a kid, you don't, you don't realize it then, but it's, uh, you know, growing up in that environment really prepped me for where I am today. You know, I kind of bootstrapped myself, uh, you know, off my off my mom's business and, you know, uh, kind of really just worked really hard at the job, you know, kind of behind the counter that my pop provided me for a while. So really kind of a self uh, self-made person. Um, and, you know, as I was going through Iowa Western Community College, taking some business classes, I kind of realized, you know, I don't. Um, I don't necessarily need to finish like a formal four-year program. Oh, it's so, so right? It's yeah, it sounds like a lot of debt. Um, so honestly, I started making websites with Ma and I, you know, learned a little bit of Django, picked up some Python, and and uh, you know, I heard about this like scrummy agile thing to do some like kind of project management work for these larger kind of uh, like government gigs that my mom was getting and I was taking on the lion's share of that work. So um, I actually started a, a business of my own called uh, Unchained, Unchained Website Development. 
And we were pretty successful and we grew that. But the funny thing about that was, um, you know, as I was learning and hearing more about this agile thing, to be honest with you, I just realized how much money there was in this industry. It was a very complex industry. You might even call it an industrial complex. It was, it was huge. And so honestly, when I saw how much money there was to be made through, um, you know, through conferences, through licensure, through certifications, through basically, again, helping, helping companies appear more legitimately agile while, you know, truly avoiding those risks of improvement, uh, kind of decided to shift gears. So, you know, I sold that business for a few million, helped my parents retire early, oh, moved on down to Tarpon sucked. Springs. I know. I mean, they helped me out. I want to help them out. My grandparents were already, we used to go down to Tarpon Springs all the time to, uh, you know, visit the, visit the retired grandparents and always kind of wanted to settle down there. So, you know, it's nice. I, I'm into windsurfing and you know, kind of sport fishing. And those are great things to do in Tarpon oh, Springs. What an impressive personal journey. So Jetson, are you ready to share your extensive knowledge that you've gained on this journey with our listeners? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's Jensen, but yeah, yeah, oh, definitely oh, willing sorry, to share sorry, everything sorry. we know. Yeah. yeah. So, no, so we, we have a series of really challenging questions and they've been listener submitted and they're the things that teams deal with on a regular basis. So we're going to, we're going to treat this like a, a quiz show. Sounds questions fun. in batches uh listeners if if you'd like to play along uh good luck the show's pre-recorded so we can edit out when i screw up jason's name um my um jensen email, verbal ticks what was that sir uh, uh it was jensen jensen oh fuck oh shit oh right. well post-production fixes all that Okay, so um, we have a bank of five questions. Jensen, I got it right that time. Give me a, a number between one and five, an integer. I don't want pi, okay? Oh, integer, man. An okay. integer between uh, one and five inclusive. Positive integer, uh, unlike our profit from last year. Let's see, question four. Four, okay, number four. This comes from at Dazed and Confused. Why should Agile teams deliver work? in sprints? Oh, that's a great question, Dazed. So Jensen, what do you think? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, we've, uh, we've kind of adjusted the framework to be more scrums oriented instead of scrum oriented. So I do want to make that distinction. And we choose to work in spurts, which is, uh, it's like sort of like a sprint, except they're, uh, they're fixed time boxes that have potentially variable lengths. So it's really important for uh, scrums teams to work in spurts because, you know, a spurt is a short interval with usually a lot of intense energy. And you can sometimes feel how, how intense that energy is when people are falling behind or they're fearful of missing their commitments. Like there can be a lot of intensity during those moments. And it's important to keep that intensity pretty high to make sure that they're always remaining motivated to deliver, right? Delivery is what is key. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's also important to make sure those things happen frequently enough to make sure that we're always getting in 
all of our key rituals. The rituals are the key to appearing more agile. So we want to make sure that throughout a spurt, we're having our daily standing status meetings. We want to make sure that we end every spurt with a reflectospective so we can kind of hold up that mirror at other people so they can see how wrong they were. It's also important that we have a couple of different spurt commitment meetings. Sometimes these can be as up, up to three meetings taking at least an hour each. You have to estimate that commitment. You need to probably plan that commitment and then you need to commit to the commitment, which may sound redundant, but it's actually one of the key points, probably the most important spurt commitment meeting is to commit to the commitment, right? Otherwise, how we hold people's feet to the fire. It's, it's just really, it's just really hard. Um, there's a lot of people out in the agile space that are actually famed for, for like, I love the phrase, make them eat commitments, right? I, I hear that all the time, make them eat commitments. If they can't eat it, is it really a commitment? Um, and then last but not least, we always understand that we're always delivering value or something to our customer. So we have to make sure that every spurt or two, we are ending in our customer presentation. We want to make sure those PowerPoints are really polished. Um, any screenshots that we have have been, you know, photoshopped or making sure that they look exactly like what we told the customer they wanted. Yeah, it's important to get that right. Huge, really. Huge. Great answer. I, I hope days that really helps you. If not, we'll we'll have contact information for our guest at the end of the show. Wow, that was a lot to take in. Wow, what a powerful response. I, I need to give my mind a bit of a rest and take a brief break from questions. Honestly, I'm just going to get myself an adult beverage refill uh, as well. And while I'm enjoying that, Jason, tell me again when Scrum Alliance began. When did you say? Yeah, that's a good question. We actually just uh, you know, formally founded at the uh, at the beginning of the year. You know, uh, we were really um, kind of wondering what we were going to do with COVID. Uh, you know, it sold, like I said, it sold Unchained, uh, moved down to Tarpon Springs, and we were looking for some things to do next to get involved with uh, the Agile community, uh, you know, helping, helping grow the industrial complex. And uh, this just sort of made sense. So yeah, pretty, pretty new. That's part of why we're fastest growing. Yeah. So, you know, I was, I was doing some work, you know, multitasking while we're talking and I, I, I found your website and you got a bunch of books out there. Tell us more about your, your publishing side. So we don't really publish so much as we, we want to review. There's a lot of great books out there, but what we found through our diligent research is that books are actually threats. Um, they have inside them what we like to think of as uh, an increased probability of introducing change. And with change might come improvement. And that kind of goes against our mission. So what we really wanted to do is we go through some of the more popular books in our space, covering all sorts of topics from you know, project management to design to programming to all the things that any resource might be tasked with doing during a spurt. And we've, um, you know, kind of modified the book covers to make sure that they reflect more of what really happens out in the world, out in the industry. And we've gone ahead and provided a key summary of how, of like what we think the takeaways should be. Uh, that way, you know, those, you know, resources can avoid the waste of reading the entire book. Oh, tell me about it. Some of these books are hundreds of pages, right? Oh, right. I mean, you could spend, you know, days, if not months reading 
books and even if you don't mean to, you might accidentally improve something and then, then you've introduced change and that disrupts the status quo and then you might not meet your delivery targets or hit your OKRs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll put some links in the show notes if listeners, you want to go check out some of these titles and the summaries to minimize your risk of improvement. It's at scrumsallegiance.org slash books. I'm, I'm getting a nudge from my producers to get back to your uh, knowledge sharing. Are you ready for the next batch of questions, Henson? Bring it on. All right. New batch of five. Pick your favorite number. Integer, please. Let's do uh, two. Two being the only even prime number. Wow. I got to think about that. You're right. It's a lonely, lonely number. Wow, mind-blowing. This comes from James. James wants to use a waterfall waterfall approach. I can't even say the word water, 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 scrummerfall. Anyway, James submits, he says he wants to use waterfall approach for a project while one of his teammates, Lucia, wants to adopt an agile approach. Is there disadvantages to the waterfall approach? Well, that's a good question. And the secret sauce is not really. Quite frankly, we got a lot of stuff done using Waterfall, and Waterfall's just fine. But because a lot of people who like to ski got something stuck in their craw, Waterfall nowadays just means the bad way. And so what we nobody wants to do that. So that's the probably one of the biggest you know disadvantages. Uh, so we want to be agile. And agile you know can mean a lot of things, but agile generally just means the good way, right? Like everybody's seen the good place. We want to be agile so we can do it the good way. So the biggest probably disadvantage because of that now is that if you say that you're going to do Waterfall, really just like people won't think you're current. And if you're, you know, if you're a director or an executive at an organization and you're saying you're doing waterfall, that's going to be really embarrassing with your buddies on the golf course. So you don't want to, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Now that recruiting has become a problem, I, I've seen HR departments take that word out. I think they just do a find and replace, right? Because you read the job descriptions oh. and yeah, plan you can keep those the same. It's just say empirical process. So so much easier. Empirical, yeah. Uh, if waterfall, go find our place. Agile, you know, same Z's done. Kind of yeah. fuck it, ship it. You know, and you don't even need to change the roles and responsibilities. It's just the title. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, uh, that's one of the things that drove us. I don't know if you've seen. We've uh, just recently released our Wordly Mapping Canvas. It's actually a wonderful. Um, it's a wonderful canvas that helps you plot out or map uh, your existing roles and meetings to agile seeming roles and meetings um, in a way that helps you make sure that you identify the things that you shouldn't mess with and things that are safe to mess with. It's really great. Oh, wow. That, that sounds like an incredible tool. Is that on your website? Uh, we're going to get it up on the website uh, probably later this month. We're actually redoing our tools section at the moment. We've got our user story formats, uh, yeah. a couple of other canvases that we've got, but it should be up later. We, we have released an early, uh, an early visual on Twitter, so uh, do feel free to check it out there. Okay. Um, let's grab one more question from our listening audience. Give me another number, another integer. Ooh, let's see. Well, I already picked my favorite one. Let's see. How about, uh, let's just go for three. Just three, sequential. Three. Okay. This one comes from Tim. He's a developer on a quote agile team and they're constantly arguing point where the rest of the team just simply caves in and follows Tim's ideas. 
This is a fill in the blank question. This is one example of fill in the blank, oh, Jensen. True leadership. Sounds like Tim is a true leader. We need more Tims in the world. Like we definitely need that that bulldozer attitude of uh, you know, he can get the team to fall in line with his ideas. Clearly, he's the one coming out on top. If he had any really debatable ideas, you'd think a whole rest of a team, like all those other people, would be able to out-argue him somehow. So, you know, clearly his points are valid. Tim, you've got nothing to worry about, buddy. You know, uh, it's also a possibility that those other resources just aren't as bright as Tim. And maybe their scrums manager should put them on a performance improvement plan to seriously think about why, you know, maybe why they're not as smart as Tim. Ah, powerful response. Time for another breather. I chugged that beer and I need a quick bio break and... uh... Gosh, I just love my my Bluetooth headset. It gives me complete mobility, chance to multitask, you know, knock on the door, um, look at the dog and uh, take care of bio breaks. Um, So I understand you also have a robust certification program. Give us some insights into that, the the professional competencies that you're you're helping propagate in this world. And then we'll, we'll put a link to this. It's uh, scrum, scrumsallegiances.org slash licenses. So what are, you, what are you doing in terms of shirts and certs? Yeah, it's a good uh, good question. So it'd be a little bit cautious again. Very recently, uh, our legal team advised that we should probably not be selling certifications. Uh, actually, we probably shouldn't be selling anything that looks like it might compete at all. So a couple things. Uh, first of all, We only sell licensures, not certificates. Very Uh different. We've also looked into accreditation. However, uh, we understand that maybe uh, other organizations have that market cornered. So we think maybe licensure is the key. We also ran into some gummy, gummy areas with regards to trying to sell those. So actually, uh, we've got an upcoming event, our, our first, our inaugural Scrums Blathering event this year in Nashville. We're actually going to be unveiling our, our self-certification program that's actually completely free. Uh, it it kind of gets you free membership into the club. If you know, you know, you're in. Uh, and we'll be releasing a lot of details on that. And we expect it to drive a lot of activity through um through the social media world awesome but um it's a good question we we look for a lot of things uh probably our most advanced uh, uh, license is um it's called the behavior driven scrums manager license and you know what you find is people who um really perform well in that licensure course uh they become very prominent prominent uh, uh bdsm managers within their organizations and what you can you can tell when when that's happened when you really understand how to control the whip on your resources, um, and it's really important to you know also help establish like a, a safe word to understand when people have you know maybe crossed the line or taken things a little bit too far. O- Omaha is our safe word here. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, you just got to be able to get that first O out, which which can be tough at some point. It can be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Great. What are some of the other ones? So that that handles Scrum Master, you know, as we all know, Scrums has multiple roles. Tell us about that, that project manager, project owner role, whatever. Yeah, the project manager, project owner, we've, um, you know, one of the more popular licenses for that crowd has been the faster features at scale, because we all know 
that basically we we hit our bonuses when we get more features delivered and actually it's a really good practice the the ffs uh license helps us you know really understand that there's a lot of ways to spend time and frankly waste time doing things like customer research and customer interviews and competitive analysis and all that time that you're doing all this analyzing and designing things and trying to understand things that may or may not even be right you could have probably shipped a dozen features by then so if you just put it all in your product you're bound to get something right and more importantly you're more likely to get your bonus at the end of the quarter so wow. i think that's really what we're trying to optimize for absolutely you know we did have to throw a couple bones to the resources to do most of the typing because without the typists we won't be able to ship but the problem is is you know sometimes those typists those programmer resources they just really get um uh, they get these crazy ideas around empowerment, around self-organization, and that's fine, except that can actually, like, autonomy can actually reduce creativity, and that's something that uh, doesn't get talked about a lot. So to kind of help, you know, bring up the developer resources uh, up to speed with how all of this works together in a, in a systems-first approach is the, the Git typing faster and obediently license. So um, mm. you'll find that like the, the you know, developers who are practitioners of the, the GTFO approach, you know, they understand that they're supposed to just take their task assignments from their scrums manager, listen to their project owner, and just deliver on the specifications that have been handed to them for this spurt. It's, it's a lot simpler when everybody just kind of knows their place. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just that role clarity. Yeah. Yeah. You need focus. You need focus to deliver. Yeah. We'll, we'll circle back in a moment about uh, what you're doing in Nastyville um, with uh, the gathering. But um, I'm hearing a lot of uh, back channel nods and listeners. Just sit on your hands, okay? We're not taking calls. Stop at the slacks. Stop at the DMs. Just, just cool your jets. So, Jetson, you ready for our final round of questions? I'm loving this. Let's do it. All right. See, we got a hat full of six this time. So again, you know the rules. One to six, inclusive integers, no fractions. Mm. Let's do four. Let's say it's four is at least twice as many as two. Yeah, so it's probably twice as hard as two, a little bit bigger than three. Got it. Mm. So this one Five's comes right from, out. Yeah, this this one's comes from Jacob. He's oh, looking to create an agile team with representation from each area of the business. And he knows that I'll need to rely on each person to teach others the necessary skills. Another fill in the blank. This type of team is known as a what? Mm, that is a matrix team. And this is something we want to avoid, right? So there's a few things going on here. Uh, probably, Jacob, understand what you're trying to accomplish. It seems like we're going to be more effective having all of these necessary skills together to deliver something like working tested software. Um, that is unfortunately a very common misunderstanding. So don't blame yourself, but do come maybe take our BDSM certification. Um, that being said, why is this such a problem? Well, when you have all of those different skills on a team, you know all of those different roles have different managers, right? So you've got a lot of managers involved. And that's fine if all those managers report to you, 
Unfortunately, in some organizations, that's not always the case. And what that means is if you've got different managers who are your peers, you're not going to be able to claim all of the credit if your project is successful. So you need to be able to make sure that you can get that credit so you can get promoted and make sure that you meet your needs first. So the other, the other downside of this is if the project doesn't go well, there's that many more managers who can blame you for it going wrong. And you really want to try to avoid that blame. It's really important to making sure uh, that you can stay uh, empowered and effective at being a good scrums manager. Uh, that's that's the Teflon approach. I'm glad you flipped both sides of that coin. Uh, the pros and cons, really powerful. Well, uh, that, that sound effect means we're near the end of our time box. I want to give you, our guests, a chance to, to hawk some of their wares. I understand you have a boatload of nice swag. Tell us more about that. Yeah, if you go uh, check out our website, we have been trying to meet some other demands of, of the uh, market out there. So um, we've actually got everything you want, T-shirts, polo shirts. We've got our famous story pint glasses, which are key to playing our story pint estimation game. It's one of the best ways to get uh, the most predictive, uh, predictable outcomes for your software projects. Uh, we've got shots of legitimacy. Um, shot glasses are always good. Nice stuff. We've got hats. We've got bags. We've got anything that you want, pretty much. Newsletters? What do you got going there? Because that's that's big. That's very exciting. Yeah, we're hoping... Uh, we're actually going to be launching our quarterly release newsletter. So we're, uh, we're starting for that uh, next month, actually. And yeah, we're going to have a, a number of, uh, of contributors that are going to kind of put their, their thoughts on it together, sort of a state of agile, state of the union, state of business. And we're going to, we're really looking forward. We've even got a couple of people doing editorials for us. So, uh, can't say too much more about it right now, other than keep your eyes peeled, check out the LinkedIn page, check out uh, the Twitter account, and you'll be able to find our newsletter coming out pretty soon. Hush, hush. Yes. And it's going to be quarterly. So you're, you're not going to send me something every week, are you? No, not weekly. Uh, it's just going to, it's quarterly, quarterly newsletter, you know, just like most quarterly releases, it, it might, it might slip every now and again, but uh, yeah. we're going to try to stick to every, you know, every three to four, you know, five, to six months. Yeah, it'll be really timely and relevant. And uh, so you mentioned uh, a conference attendance. Um, what do you got cooking there? Yeah, it's nice. It's, uh, you know, clearly having a presence out in the world as, as we're slowly starting to get back into the world is really important. So we're going to have, uh, there will be a presence, there will be a Scrums Allegiance presence at some conferences, uh, Agile and Beyond. Uh, up in Dearborn, Michigan, uh, Agile 22, which is being held this year in the great city of Nashville, Tennessee. And we're actually going to be launching our first intergalactic scrums blathering event, which is uh, it's going to be an evening event. Uh, first one, we're going to keep it kind of small, a few hours. Um, we're actually following uh, the unstructured space event format, which, you know, sticks to three principles, which is uh, provide dinner and drinks, provide something fun, uh, fun activity, entertainment, and of course, provide some type of loose structure to provide deep conversation about meaningful topics. So uh, we'll be doing that uh, July 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. in Nashville. So uh, do get your tickets. Uh, we're still open for sponsors. We've got about 12 spots left. 
Um, the sponsors have a great opportunity because actually the sponsors will be sending a rep to participate in audience led improv comedy. It's going to be very similar to a whose line is it anyways style competition. And it's going to be great for sponsors. It's going to be great. You're not going to be just sitting at a booth trying to lure people over to look at your swag. You'll right. actually be up on stage, eyes on you, and then you're going to be a notable figure for the rest of the time there. So you'll have a great opportunity to engage with people because your folks are just up on stage. It's going to be wonderful. I did a little research here and it's scrumsblathering.com slash registration. And uh, right. you're selling general admission tickets, uh, dinner, yeah, buffet, sure. two drinks. Wow. That's an incredible package. 55 bucks. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. It's uh, you know, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the best ways for our listeners who are still listening to get in touch with you? Well, uh, you can always engage with us via most of our social media channels. We've got a pretty, uh, a pretty active social media team. Uh, if you, you know, have books that you either would like reviewed, or if you, if you're an author, we love getting author requests to review their books. So, uh, you know, books at, uh, books at scrumsallegiance.org is always great. If you've got questions about the conference, you can email, uh, you know, blathering at scrumsallegiance or info at scrumsblathering. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of easy ways to come find us. We're very active out in the, out in the world. Okay, we'll get all those links into our show notes. I want to say thanks again to you, our wonderful guest, for showing up today, Jensen Swatherwell, founder of Scrums Allegiance, and also to you, our listening audience. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a review, a rating, leave some comments, and as a good resource, why not share it with your overhead? Uh, sorry, your manager. I'm sure they'd find something valuable. If you're first time listening, subscribe and we'll bother you each week with a reminder of the podcast you haven't listened to yet. You're really missing in some great conversations. If you'd like to join the discussion, share your stories about your allegiance strategies and how uh, they're helping you through each day. We've got about 430 other fanatics on our Discord server. See agileuprising.com or the show notes for a link. And finally, uh, support from listeners just like you help us cover our hosting podcast and adult beverage cost. Show notes have details on how you can become a patron. Five bucks a month gets you one batch of our swag, stickers, magnets, etc. Fifteen bucks a month gets you our love, affection, and a regular shipment from socks to tie clips delivered right to your front door. Until next time. This is the Agile Uprising Podcast. Signing out.